Let's Talk Sports. Sports Phone with Big Al is live on 1061 ESPN. Saturday night. It's none of my business, and I uh, just hope that you were maybe watching college football because there, there were two games that were absolutely, absolutely up against the wall. The old word I like to use, Donnie Brooks. Uh, the first game started at seven thirty and actually went longer than the seven forty-five start. Uh, Southern Cal, Washington, was seven thirty. Alabama, LSU, was seven forty-five. At 10.09 p.m. last night, with about a minute and two to go, a minute and one to go, and in approximately both games, uh, this was absolutely amazing. Uh, it was still the third quarter. Uh, 140 points had been put up in the two games. Uh, in, in the 44 minutes of football, buck 40 had been put up. Uh, at that point, 1,642 yards had been generated with 101 to go in Q3 Saturday night in those two games. And I don't know if you watched it. was just fun, good football. Good teams playing good football. Southern Cal was hosting the Washington Huskies, number five. Southern Cal in a bit of a tailspin. They hung with them. Uh, they took a lead. Uh, it, was, it was just crazy. Uh, Johnson for Washington threw for uh, 256 yards. Uh, excuse me, rushing. Uh, Penix uh, threw for 256 yards. That's The numbers that are similar in these two games are, are mind-boggling. If you like numbers like I do, Johnson ran for 256 for Washington. Penix threw for 256 uh, passing yards. Uh, their total yards were 573. Uh, for Southern Cal, Caleb Williams passed for 312. Jones ran for buck 27, and their total yards were 478 in the game. Uh, 1,058 yards of offense in that game, the the Washington Southern Cal game in LA at the Coliseum. Uh, meanwhile, down in Tuscaloosa, geez, Almighty, those quarterbacks. Daniels and Milrow. I mean, to tell you, if you didn't see that, well, I mean, Penix and Caleb Williams, too. I mean, the four quarterbacks that were on display Saturday night in two national uh, televised games, one on ABC, one on CBS, were, were just uh, um, just amazing. Just Daniels uh, th- throws for 382. He goes out in the three, third quarter with a concussion with about that minute to go. 
He had 382, excuse me, total yards. He threw for 219. He ran for a buck 63. And they had 478 total yards. And he is, he took some shots. Did uh, Daniels, quarterback for LSU. I mean, he took shots. And then finally, he got it up underneath the chin strap and the helmet and the body. I mean, he got tossed around a couple of times like a rag doll. You know, one play that hurt an Alabama player. He got, it was just, this kid, you know, this kid's just good. Very, I mean, very good. Very good. Daniels from LSU. I said 219 passing a buck 63. Milrow for Alabama. Same thing. He threw for the exact same number, 219 yards. They both passed for 219. Milrow played the whole game. Uh, Daniels three quarters. It would have been more yards for Daniels if he continued on, but obviously he didn't. He had 382 total through three quarters. Uh, Milrow ran for 155. His total number of yards, 374. 382 for Daniels. I hope you watched these games. I hope you did. It was just amazing. The total yards for LSU, 478. For Alabama, 580. As I mentioned, for Washington, 573. For uh, for Southern Cal, 485. Their total is 1058. Guess what? LSU's 478 and Alabama's 580. How many yards is that in the game? 1,058. 1,058. They both games generated 1,058 yards of offense. I mean, this was just, it was like a hockey game. You know, end to end action, as they say in hockey. Total yards, both games, 2,116 yards. You know, it's like Stan Musial, 3,600 and what, eight, was it 3,630 uh, hits for Stan the Man Musial for the St. Louis Cardinals way back in the day. Guess what? He had 1815 on the road and 1815 at, uh, at home. That's never been done that I know of anywhere, anyhow, among anybody. All the players play baseball. Same number on the road as in this Hall of Famer, 3,630 hits. Yeah, you look at that and you go, that's amazing. You got equal amount on the on the road and at home. Same thing Saturday night. They both had one zero five eight yards. Each game did one in L.A. and one in Tuscaloosa. Man, I hope you got to see it. Final score: Alabama forty two, LSU twenty eight. Yes, thank you very much. And the Washington Southern Cal game back and forth. Tiny Brook fifty two forty two. Washington over Southern Cal. And Southern Cal has dropped out of the polls now. But not Liberty. In the AP, they're 25th. And James Madison is 21st. How about that? Them Madison Dukes keep clawing their way up the uh, polls, the AP poll and the, and the coaches poll. They're 21 in both. Liberty is about 27th, I think it is, in the coaches. They have not cracked the top 25 uh, yet. Maybe they will. They're 9 0. JMU, 9 0. But those two, I mean, I, I mean, it's ten oh nine p.m. One oh one to go in the third quarter. I'm watching both these games. I'm going back and forth. I'm like a crazed rat, man. Bam, 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 back and forth. But just incredible football. And even I saw a story today online uh, that uh, said uh, something along those same lines. Let me see if I can find the headline for that because it was uh, it was pretty amazing. Uh, where am I? I love. Sorry, I did not look for it beforehand. Uh, but I'm going to find it for you because it was a great headline. College f- football winners and losers, we have that. And then another story that came out, and I don't know if I got it off the printer yet, 
Uh, no, I didn't, but I'll get it. It talks about wonderful, brutal November. Here it is. I got, excuse me, I did get off the printer. Hello again, college football in November. You wondrous brute. And that's what it was this weekend. I'm Big Al. This is Sports Phone on 1061. <sighs> ESPN. I don't know about you, but I'm worn out from watching it. And we've got Alan on the other side of the glass. Give me a nickname for Alan. I ain't got to work. It's just something's got to pop it in my head. I was thinking Alfred the Bear, but he's not Alfred. He's Alan. So he can't be Alfred the Bear. That comes from a college in upstate New York. It's a college called Alfred, and their nickname is is the Bears. So I've never heard of that one. <laughs> well, it's up there in upstate New York. It's a small little college. A lot of people haven't heard from it. You ain't the Lone Ranger. Maybe there we go. Allen the Lone Ranger. No, that doesn't work. Anyway, great college football if you got to see it over the weekend. Clemson took the hammer to Notre Dame, but locally, uh, JMU, they won. Their number, they won, what, 42 14 over Georgia State? And this is one expected to have been close. Uh, I think that, what is a three-point line? Liberty won at number 25. Richmond had a bye week. We'll have Coach Huseman on tomorrow morning. Virginia Tech got clubbed like baby seals. So did Virginia. Both of our former ranked 1A schools. Virginia Tech lost to Louisville at Louisville 34-3. Yeah, you heard me right. 34-3, your fi- final score there. Them Hokies got chewed up and spit out. Virginia at home, Musket got hurt early in the game. He was playing well. He's got a he's a senior, fifth-year guy, I believe. He, he's got a full grasp of how to play the game of football. Calandria, Calandria, excuse me, doesn't really have that. He's a freshman. Guy looks like he's 14 and he's just got his first razor. 45-17 that uh, Georgia Tech hammered Virginia. Oh, didn't see that one coming either. Virginia been playing better and been playing better. The Hokies have won, I think, three in a row. Louisville's good, but I didn't think they're that good, but they're in the new poll. They're number 11. They're one banana. They hit a banana peel against a terrible team, Pittsburgh. And so, yeah, that's too bad because they'd probably be about number, what, if you like Louisville, you like the ACC, you'd probably see them about number, uh, what, they'd be unbeaten. And it'd probably be about number six or seven if they had not slipped to hit the banana peel versus the Pittsburgh Panthers, the toothless Panthers. Anyway, we're here to talk football. Uh, baseball's done. As we know the, the Rangers won the World Series last week. NBA has started. They're, they're, they're playing a, some sort of circus tournament. I know that. And it goes for a while. Uh, Something to try and elevate uh, the, the to, to a position where the, the people follow them, follow them. But people do follow the NBA. They don't need to do that. And uh, NASCAR's over with. Whew. Man, going back to February. This is November, folks. Anyway, uh, that's done with. NASCAR's wrapped up. And what? Uh, let's see what other. We got NHL going on. We got NBA going on, and we have football, college, and pro going on. My my my. And. Uh, one reminder, I will be at Gus's this Wednesday. It's normally the first and third. I could not go last Wednesday. Uh, funeral of my father-in-law, so obviously I wasn't going to go to Gus's. I went and saw Scott Stout last Monday and talked to him about that. So we'll be there the second Wednesday. This Wednesday, the 8th, we'll be at Gus's. Come on out. We'll be at Gus's Italian Cafe this coming Wednesday. It's a little, little change in the schedule, but always fun out there in the Hanover Square Shopping Center is where they're located on... Bell Creek Road. 
right off of 295. So stop on out and see us. And anyway, I, I do, we got to get to a pause. We're opening monologue on Monday, especially these this time of year, is just wide open. I mean, full throttle with everything going on. Bobby Knight, uh, of course, we, we talked to him briefly. We had John Averd on. Uh, he passed away last week, as you know. And he, he finished, when he retired, I believe at that time he was number one in wins. Uh, since he retired, and um, that was 2008, he's been passed by Roy Williams by one by one win. Uh, Williams did it in 33 years. It took Knight 42 to get to 902. Williams 903. Jim Calhoun of Connecticut 920. Bob Huggins. I saw this one. This is like what? Bob Huggins. But there he is 920. Hard to believe, Harry. Jim Behind was forced out after 47 years at Syracuse. He was kind of said, hey, come here and look out the door here. What do you see? Bam! <laughs> they nudged him out and slammed the door and locked it. Somebody like Jim Beheim, he won one title, 1,015 wins, 441 in the loss column. And, uh, but, yeah, yes, he gets, he gets uh, shown the gate. Anyway, and then, of course, Krzyzewski at 12.02. But when Knight retired, he led the way. All right, we are behind. And we're, we got what we want to hear from our fine sponsors right here on 106.1 ESPN. So stay with us. Don't touch that. Give a call. How about the Cowboys and Eagles? We want to talk about that last night. Washington wins and refs absolutely stink. The NFL ought to be ashamed of itself. We'll talk about that when we return right here on 106.1 ESPN. I'm Big Al. Sports Fund, Allen, the Hoss, on the other side of the glass. And we don't want anyone to forget. We have NFL coverage every Sunday afternoon. As well as every Dallas Cowboys broadcast. Here on your home for sports in the River City. 1061 ESPN Richmond. Traffic reports on 106. Cool this morning or cold. We had some 26s and uh, 29 last week. 47 currently and sunny. Uh, 47 sunny degrees outside the 106.1 ESPN weather window here on Southside. And uh, pretty morning. It's going to be a nice day. I think we're going to up to about 6. Nine. Full forecast coming from CBS 6 in about 18, 17 minutes right here on 106.1 ESPN. I'm Big Al Sports Phone on 106.1 ESPN along with Al and the Hoss. But i got to come up with a, r- a real nickname. i got to come up with like Robert the Bruce. You can't just be the Hoss. I call a lot of people Hoss. So we'll, we'll, we'll get one for... Uh, for uh, Alan, good morning. And w- oh, by the way, Alan, welcome aboard. And uh, you've got experience at this. You've got experience with a lot of different things. You've done a fair number of things in your short life so far. Yeah, I've been all over the place, man. But um, I am happy to uh, start this journey with you guys, and I hope we can make sweet music. Well, there you go. I don't think there's any doubt about that. We definitely will, and uh, certainly uh, look forward to coming days and and having a good time here on. Uh, 106.1 ESPN. Robert the Bruce has moved on to another endeavor, as you know. Uh, We had a little kink in the trumpets this morning, but we're gonna we're gonna find it. We're gonna uh, it was skipping a little bit, so we have to smooth it out, you know. Because the Cowboys got beat, and so did Billy 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 Chick. How about that? I mean, I, too close. <laughs> Washington can't go out and just get a butt kicking win. Now, can they? No, they can't. In case you're just tuning in, no, Washington can't. They, they beat Arizona by four. They beat Denver by two. 
on a, of course, a Hail Mary from Russell Wilson. It was 35-27 to in that game at Denver. It was 35-27 uh, with seconds to go. He throws about a 50-yarder and made it 35-33, and the two-point conversion didn't work to send it into overtime. Then they uh, they beat Atlanta by eight. That was a, that was a stomping for Washington, the mule scanners. 24-16, eight-point win. And then a three-point win in New England. And, uh, yeah, they, they got job by a ref. There's no question. K.J. Henry, a rookie, uh, had his first sack and forced a fumble. And everything was, uh, as Chuck No, N-O-E, used to say, seashells and balloons up, up, and away. I mean, he was just a rookie, gets his first sack. And the ref calls. the guy, He tackles him, falls on him, and rolls immediately to his right off of the guy. Now, you're a football player. You do a football move by tackling the quarterback. I don't understand what the NFL expects of a 250-pound linebacker, 240-pound linebacker, with steam behind him, running. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm getting so fired up, I'm going to start coughing. He, he's, he's going after the quarterback. Was he supposed to put on a skirt and tiptoe through the tulips? I mean, you know, the, the, the NFL is so screwed up when it comes to this. Is a multi-billion-dollar industry. It's the most beloved sport in in America. It's so much love that when they go overseas for whatever reason, I can't wait to see New England and the Colts next Sunday morning nine thirty. No. I'd rather be outside cutting grass than watch that. So anyway, why don't I've said this? First, why why don't they hire referees younger to start with? I think they're about my damn age. Some of them are. It's just it boggles my mind that this billion dollar industry that makes a huge profit doesn't hire younger referees umpires, referees, the whole smorgasbord, and, and hire them full-time all year round. I mean, if you got 16 games a weekend, you got, what, eight referees, I believe, on the field at one time. 16 times eight is, what, 132, 128? 16 times 10 is 160, minus, what, 32, I think. So you need, what, 132 refs? Off the top of my head, in any given weekend, and some weekends less, because you got bye weeks, eight refs times sixteen games, one hundred twenty-eight. Right, one hundred twenty-eight. Not this is not. It's minus thirty-two, not minus twenty-eight. So anyway, you need one hundred twenty-eight guys full time, and then some backups, ten backups, just in case you know a referee decides to sprain an ankle in the game. So, I mean, how much can it cost to pay these guys, say, let's say 140 refs, and, and you pay them $250,000 each? That's a lot of money to pay a referee two fifty. but you're hiring them all year round. Oh, that's $35 million. Ching! For the NFL, it's not that much. It's not $35 million so you can call a more efficient, better game and get things right. K.J. Henry comes around the end. He tackles back the quarterback, Mac Jones, and he gets called 
for roughing the passer when he tackles him and falls on him. In, in, in falling on him, he does land on his body, body on body, but he rolls away as soon as he can, and this led to a field goal that gave the Patriots a 17-10 lead. I don't know how to spell pathetic, but I know I know how to say it, and I know how to I know what it means. It really is bad. Other bad calls. The landscape is littered with bad calls every NFL weekend. And it's just, it, 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 you know, you would think that with this much money, this much of a following, oh, don't you think the NFL gets a cut of the gambling uh, vig that is paid out every week, the vig and everything else? All right, we've uh, line one. Who do we have on line one, you say? Oh, go T-Dave. Now, here's a former official. Here is a guy that uh, officiated football, high school football games. I don't know if you still do or not, but always a good man to have on. A, a, a tech alum and a tech fan that goes to the games and all that. Hello there, Goatee Dave. Former, did you know something I don't? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you leave the gate wide open and the cows are all running out. What do you got? <laughs> I don't I'm not sure. Go Did ahead. I miss an email here in the last 24 hours? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I know something that you don't know? Should we start with the A's or should we go right to the W's? <laughs> you, you open yourself up for that one. I'm, I'm minding my own business. Get in the car, turn on the radio, and then I wake up to this madness. Which you man? Can hire any, you can hire anybody you want to. You can pay them whatever you want to, and the guys out there on the field are going to call what New York is telling them to call. It's a crap oh. rule. I agree with you. I agree with you a thousand percent. But it's not like the guy on the field is taking it upon himself to say, "I don't like this, so I'm going to call this because this is the way I like to see it." No, these guys are calling the game exactly the way New York wants it called. And in some situations, like the sack, um, and I saw that sack yesterday, and I'm like, "This is crap." You know, you might as well just make a two-hand touch on the quarterback, you know? Um, yeah. but, but it doesn't matter. But going full-time, you know, officials is, is madness because there are, I mean, the, the, the average fan, and, and, and I'm saying this, and I'm putting myself in the class of the average fan, because I'm not, I don't know what the NFL officials do specifically. I know a handful of them, okay, but that's just through over the years and stuff like that. But these guys work day in and day out throughout the daggone season, that it's just, if, if we knew the time that they were putting in for film review and things along those lines, it would stagger the average fan. Now, that may not satisfy the average fan, and I'm fine with that, I understand that, but it's not like these guys are waking up Sunday morning, like, oh, i got to go referee a game today, honey, see you later, and go to the game. That's not what's going on, I'm, I'm, and I know you're not suggesting that. But, you know, making them... Making them a full time, it's like it's like a used car and making it a pre-owned car. It's the same damn car, okay? If you take a ref, an NFL referee and make him a full-time referee, fine. You got a you got a number label on him. I can mark the lot guaranteed if you want me to. I got my, I got it in my spare time. You know, it, it's still you're still going to have the same official in the field week in and week out every year, um, every, every game, and they're just calling what New York wants them to call. And the biggest reason they're calling what New York wants them. Call is because they want to keep their job. Well, yeah, so, yes, it's it's a lucrative job, and it's twenty yeah. twelve twenty four weeks out of the year, twenty six weeks out of the year, maybe yeah. from preseason games uh, through the Super yeah. Bowl. You know, early August to early February, 
And uh, you know, they're actually playing what? How many weekends? Eighteen, uh, about twenty-two weekends with the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they're already some of those. Most of those guys are already making close, if not over two hundred thousand dollars a year yeah. from officiating. You know, yeah. so you know, uh, it's it's. I hear you. You know, I mean, I see stuff out there too, and that I just scratch my head at. And I don't. I mean, you know me. I don't like criticizing referees officials yeah. because I'm one of them and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but these guys, it is a completely different Microsoft. I do Division two and Division three college football and high school football. I mean, even a Division two, the microscope is pretty thick on me for me to keep my job. But I can't only imagine what it's like. At Division One, and much less the NFL. Yeah. These guys are scrutinizing how they put their shoelaces on. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? You said you saw that sack, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See, the thing is, when I look, I'll, I'll tell you this: as a referee, as a referee, when I when I see a sack, what I'm looking for is what we call a second act. Y'all heard this on the on the air before. If the guy gets hit. Okay, this has nothing to do with the quarterback. This could be almost anywhere on the football field. Mm-hmm. But the guy gets hit, and then there's a second act in there that drives his shoulder into the ground or pushes him into the ground. That's what we're looking for. But that right there was one continuous fluid motion. He hit him. The gravity took him to the ground. He rolled off of him. There was no harm foul. In my game, I've got nothing. I'm getting in there, getting him off of him, and saying, hey, good play. Let's move on to the next down. But they, they, got a, they got a different agenda there because they don't want their quarterbacks hurt because no. hurt, it hurts the shield because, you know, it was it was the Brady and Manning and Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers and all those guys for a number of reasons years. And now it's the Mahomes, you know, Josh Allen, Burrow, you know, and they don't want those guys hurt because no. they want them on the field on Sunday. Well, yeah, for, com- for a couple reasons. One, of course, the, the, the best three quarterbacks probably in football, number one. Number two, they, they, they want to keep them there so that we'll get draw TV folks to watch like last night's game. And number three is it's their biggest investment on the field at any given time is the clerk. Now, you get somebody like Hal who's in the second year. No, he's not. He's not the biggest investment. You, in Washington, it would be Payne and, uh, and uh, then Allen and uh, – McLaurin, those three right there. But I mean, yeah, they've got to protect their investment. That's the whole idea. And just I tell you what else has really gone off the rails. Really gone off the rails is the inconsistency in passing interference. You know, you see the Bugs Bunny cartoon. You know how Bugs pulls a mallet out of his back pocket out of nowhere. He ain't wearing any clothes. He ain't got a hit on a damn uh, pants to pull the mallet. He pulls it out of nowhere. It's a cartoon. Bam! You hit the guy on the head, and that's it. These guys wrap up the receivers. There is no such thing as is pass interference unless you're dragging the guy down, and it's ludicrous to watch football. They've got to get a hold on that because that'll drive me away from pro football watching this pass interference business. I mean, it's so inconsistent on both sides of the ball. You, it's, I don't know, you get away with anything and everything. It all, all began with the bovine cartel and and, uh, and uh, what's Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, it's a, it's a completely different foul in the NFL because it's just not 15 yards. Oh. You know, it's it's a 30, it's a 40 or a 50 or a 60 yard penalty in some situations and stuff like that. And you know, and they do let them get away with a little bit more. Even at the high school level, we're taught to tell, hey, look, we need to find four eyes and four arms. If four eyes are looking back at the ball, if we can see four arms reaching for the ball, then the world's your horse, and these guys can do whatever they want to each other because they're, they're making a bona fide attempt to go for the ball. But if you can't find eyes on the ball or you can't find hands, which means there's an arm probably holding another arm down there somewhere, yes. you know, those, those, those are the things, those are the things you're, you're taught to look for. But, um, but at the same time, too, 
these guys are making millions upon millions of dollars a year. I mean, these daggone wide receivers are uh, these prima donnas crying for these daggone contracts. So if you're going to get paid umpteen thousand, umpteen million dollars a year, then go catch the ball. That's what you're paid to do. You got to play through all that stuff. So there's arguments yeah. on both sides of that, yeah. you know. But but you're right. It's it's a uh, it, there. It really has to be a egreg- beyond egregious before you get that flag on the on the ground. In the, um, in the NFL, especially in the last two minutes of a ball game. Yeah, you know? well, well, we've got to get to a pause, but let me say this before, before we roll, and that is um, a receiver's going down the sideline, the right, the right sideline, and the ball's being thrown over his left shoulder, and the defender's holding the left arm down, and the refs don't see that? Are you freaking kidding me? It's just unbelievable with what happens out there on the field. It's, I mean, it's not, I mean, it used to be when, you know, well, everything used to be, and I hate to keep saying, well, in the old days, well, you know, I grew up watching, and you could hit the guy, you could beat him up all the way down the field till the ball was in right. the air. Okay, that's fine, but yeah. once the ball's in the air, you breathe on him, you got a pass interference call. Now, you can beat the guy up even when the ball is, is, one foot away, and they—I'm surprised receivers just don't go to the rest and say, "What the blank are you watching, moron?" Anyway, hey, thanks for calling. We got to get to the a pause. I mean, I hate to pick on rest. We got a lot of you know high school refs around here. No number of them. They're all good guys. The NFL loves this. We're talking about the NFL, right? Yeah, but you know, this is a ne- this is a negative way. Anyway, but hey, you, you've got huh? bad press is good press. <laughs> All right, thank you, Goatee. Keep in touch. All right, we do need to take a pause. It's already 8.34. Here from our fine sponsors, we get a weather report from CBS 6 and return right here on 1061. Feel free to call in and talk about anything in the world of sports, college football, Big weekend. I opened up talking about Alabama, LSU, and Washington Southern Cal, and the offenses that were were generated between the four among the four teams in these two games. Amazing. We'll talk. We'll touch on that again to give a refresher when we return right here on 106.1 ESPN. Don't touch that dial. Joseph's and Bob Black. What could these four names possibly have in common? Not all too much. Are you listening? You ready? But they all talk sports, and they can be heard on these airwaves. Are you ready? Keep it locked on 1061 ESPN Richmond for the best local sports talk in town. Looking for. Yeah, let it ride, please. Yes. Cowboys got beat yesterday. <laughs> oh, who's your daddy? Five and three now. <laughs> Keep it going. Got to hear them trumpets blowing before we pot that down. How about them Cowboys? Hey, they gave a good game. You know how it is. I hear the Cowboys lose. What do I hear? Yeah. Crank that up for me, please. Blow them out in their cars. Yeah. There we go. Bovine Cartel lost 28-23. So uh, they hear the, I hear the trumpets when they lose. Even if they had pulled that game out against the Barking Beagles of Philadelphia, I would have uh, played that. I would, have asked, uh, I would have requested that to be played for us because Washington beat Billy, Billy, Billy Chick, 
Man, I hope he gets fired. I, you know, I, don't call me up and say, well, you shouldn't wait for somebody to be fired. Well, you know, Belichick's made millions upon millions upon millions. I hope that arrogant dog gets fired. Sorry. No, no. Take that back. I'm not sorry. I hope he gets fired. He's he's a, uh, he's an arrogant he's an arrogant overrated coach. And all these people have said Brady, Brady, Brady. They said, well, you know, it's Brady and Belichick, and Belichick gets some credit and all this kind of thing. A lot of people came out after that game and said, you know, Brady did this. Writers I'm talking about, not just fans. Brady Brady got all there because of Brady. Hey, we have four tickets for a nice game against uh, uh, between Richmond and the VMI Keydets at the Robin Center. And whenever we have a coach on from VMI, it's sponsored by our friends at Costin Floors, Mayland Drive, West End, uh, between Pemberton and Broad. Right off of Gaskins, you, know, you take that exit and right there on your first light, you make a right and then a left, and you're at Costin Floors. They've been around since 1947, Costin Floors. I mean, grandfather, father, and now Trip, the son, uh, is running for the most part. Ralph's still there a little bit and helps out. But if for all your flooring needs, you see Costin Floors. All right, the Spiders and VMI tonight, if you want a pair of tickets or if you want all four, uh, give us a call at 327-0888. The caveat, caveat here is you've got to pick them up by about four today on the third floor of our building here so let's get to uh, reggie's on the phone reggie good morning good morning dean uh, how about them how about them panthers they got out gained they got outshot and they won 30 <laughs> to 20 over the mighty trojans high above the appomattox the roaring appomattox in Ettrick, virginia well i just want to graduate dr parker and of course the hall of fame of coach joe taylor Finally got what he's been uh, asking for for the last six years. A trip to Salem, Virginia yeah. for the CIAA football championship against Fairville State against Coach uh, Bill, uh, Bob, Bill Hayes, who I down. They are the six-time defending um, South CIAA champs. So they won it last year, and they're not about to give it up. And a late friend of mine, Jack Gravity, was a big-time booster and, uh, and an alumni of Fairville State. So... Yeah. He's up there in heaven saying, come on, you see, bring, bring on the bare knuckles. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a snobbernogger. There you go. <laughs> hey, uh, how long ago was it that Jack Gravely passed away? He used to do a show on the flamethrower oh, here in town. How long ago did he die? It's been how long, do you think? Uh, probably over 10 years, yeah. give or take a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My man, Jack Gravely, God bless his soul. But, you know, one thing about Union – I was so proud and happy to see the Willingness stand finally filled to almost capacity. Yeah. I mean, yes, fifteen fifteen thousand, Reg. Hey, long time coming. It should be that. I mean, I would really get you upset. You have students and James Madison and other schools out in the pouring rain, and the and the stadiums be packed. And don't think that's not. Uh, what athletes look at when they say, man, we come bust our tails and we have more kids in high school go to high school games put up stadiums than some of these HBCU um, schools as far as attendance. I know people get mad at what I say, but I look at the facts. you got to have people start to come and show up at these games, and these athletes thrive off of that. I mean, that was the best game that Union State played in years. Why? Because the fans were there. The young men got juiced up, and it was no holds bar. So I got one question. Fans, so. I got a question for yes, you. Sir. This is important. Yes, sir. Did, did the woo woo girls show up from uh, from v- oh Virginia? Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> baby! We're talking about the woo woo girls. They came up oh, from uh, Virginia State. I'm an old man. I passed out. <laughs> <laughs> 
And don't show the pantheret. Don't 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 show them short. Wait a minute, now you're stuttering. You're stuttering, Reggie. We saw. I have to. <laughs> I'm old. I'm old. Watching him. You're watching the woo woo girls. You the man. Oh yes, man. Sir. Hey, listen, I hope Byers is a junior, the running back who's so doggone good for Union. And he ran for a buck fifty five against the Virginia State Trojans. And uh they uh they now have to play Virginia uh, excuse me, Fayetteville State, who they, who they lost that was their lone loss was down yeah, there. The or they they played the here. But, yeah. but Byers is hurt. He had a he reactivated his knee. So that would ah. be a big concern coming this week. He um, went out the game twice. Um, yesterday, I mean Saturday. So we're gonna see. Hopefully, I know young man. You gonna have to drag him off for the, the damn field. I know he wants to play, but he has a knee injury. But they got a stable horse at the running back position. So I know Dr. Parker definitely would be ready to run run the horses he got down there. Yeah. And, and let's, hope, man. let's hope Byers can play. That's, that's, yeah, that's, oh, he'll be playing. Yeah, let's hope he's, he got a, he's, he's good. Got a good backup to run too. <laughs> All right, big dog. Thank you for the call as always. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Uh, Dang, of course, uh, radio. I hope you took pictures of the woo-woo girls. No, nah, I can't do that no more. I'm an old man. I can't do that no more. <laughs> I'm a grandfather, man. I got to respect the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong looking at the, the cheerleaders over there doing the thing. So, anyway. Yeah, I, my, hey, hey, yeah, my, my wife's from Philly, so she was smiling last night. <laughs> 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 All right, Rich. Thanks for the information there. TMI. Yes, uh, we got to roll. Thank you, Reggie. All right. Uh, the uh, Jerry Palmer does a lot of basketball. He just dabbles in football as well for CBS Sports. He's got Georgia and Texas in one semifinal, the Sugar Bowl, 845 on January 1, which is not that far away. What do we got? Uh, 25 days including today and 31 days is what? 60, 56 days, right? Hey, 56 divided by 7 is 8 weeks from today. If I'm doing my math right in my head, I think I am. We can quickly check the calendar. And, uh, yeah, it is 8 weeks from today. But a boom, but a bang. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Christmas is 7 weeks. Oh! Oh, the pain. <laughs> How many guys out there, listen, like to go Christmas shopping? Alan? Shopping is not my uh, expertise or my ministry. I'm very impatient. Man, man, I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get anything I gotta do. It's not a lot, but I'm gonna get it done like before November's over. I'm gonna that go way and tell everybody. Kiss my foot. Anyway, Georgia plays Texas on January one, and then the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, Michigan and Florida State in the other semifinal at five p.m. in Pasadena, which is of course where they hold the Rose Bowl and home of UCLA football. So that was your final four. Now projected by one Jerry Palm. Don't mean it's going to happen. He's got Ohio State out because they're going to evidently, according to him, lose to Michigan because Georgia, Texas, and Florida. Texas is not in. They're number seven. So according to uh, Georgia, Michigan, Texas, who's out? It's just one, one team out. He's got the one team at Ohio State. And Texas jumping in. Georgia, Michigan, Florida State are all there. So that's his idea. Now, Texas would have to leap from seven to number four is how I see that. So there you have it. I, I, they're going to leapfrog Oregon, Washington. 
Or in Oregon, excuse me, Texas has a loss. Ohio State would have one loss. They'd lose right. Their one loss would be to Michigan. Michigan number two. Who did Texas lose to? That's the deal, Neil. I mean, we have to find that one out. <clears throat> Who did Texas lose to? I know they they uh, won their opener. It was a big. Who did they beat in their opener? Uh, they lost to Oklahoma. All right, see, now that's not – that. now Oklahoma's lost two in a row. They got beat by the Cowboys of Oklahoma State over the weekend. So, uh, you know, as far as uh, that, losing to Oklahoma is, is a, a blight on their record. I mean, if Ohio State loses, do they, don't they deserve to go ahead of Texas? They play a tough, tougher schedule, Ohio State. They played Notre Dame. They played another ranked team. Ohio State has. It'd be Penn State, yeah. So, I mean, I don't see where he sees Texas. Even if Michigan beats Ohio State, then maybe Washington goes in if they go win their next three to go to 12-0. and Washington, Oregon got beat. Texas beat. Alabama's got a loss. Alabama's hoping to get in, and they look good against LSU. But you got you got too many wagons in front of you. You can't get to the head of the line if the wagons are moving in front of you. It's a one-lane road, a one-lane bridge. So there you have it. Alabama's got to win out 11-1, then play Georgia in the uh, in the final of the SEC championship game on what, December the uh, 5th, maybe? Is that when championship uh, Saturday is? Is the, excuse me, the 2nd, 2nd, 2nd. Next year will be the, well, no. Next year it'll be the 7th because it's leap year. And I can play it on November 30th, I don't believe. I don't believe, but I could be wrong because the first of December next year, it'll be twelve teams. Remember going to the going to the playoffs next year. Yabba dabba do, in the famous words of uh, of Fred Flintstone in Scooby Dooby Doo, Shooby Dooby Doo by Frank Sinatra. Those two did a duet one time. Did you know that Frank Sinatra and Fred Flintstone did a duet? <laughs> they took each that. other's lines. <laughs> Sinatra sang uh, Yabba Dabba Do, and Flintstone sang Shooby Dooby Doo. <laughs> I did Fact. Not, I did not see well, that. I'm not YouTube that. Stick with me, kid. You'll learn some things, right? Anyway, uh, in 2024, December the 1's a Sunday. They're not going to play, I don't think, November 30th. That'd be too far away. So maybe it'll be December 7th next year for the championship Saturday. All right, we got, we got to take a break. Uh, oh, by the way, Virginia Tech was in a bowl as of last week. And uh, as of today, I don't see the Hokies anywhere. I'm looking. I'm gonna look at Madison because right now I think there are 51 teams with six or more wins. They need 31 more, something like something along those lines to get to six. Because <clears throat> Madison, if they go 11, 12 and 0, as they probably will, uh, would they would waive the uh, waive the requirement to have six wins? I mean, not to not to go to bowl in your first two years, jumping from FCS to FBS. We all know that. Uh, they, <laughs> he's got a sense of humor, Jerry Palm. Does got him in the New Orleans Bowl, which is the first day of bowl games, playing Liberty, the Flames. So it'd be an all Virginia bowl. Now that'll be well received out in California, in Toledo, Ohio, and all the other places. I don't know. Separate them, play them somewhere different. All right, let's take a pause. It is 8.51. We're running behind. Need a little pause here. We will take the pause, come back, and wrap up hour number one. Feel free to call in. The number is 804-327-0888. You can also text that number, and uh, it'll come up with uh, with Alan on the other side of the glass. And at that point, we can uh, read it on the air for you if you like it read on the air. All right, stay with us. We're here. We're live. We're talking. 
Oh, one more thing. We're talking sports till 10. One more thing. Notre Dame and Oklahoma State are going to be playing in what bowl December 28th? This is a, you know, his picks, his one guy, Jerry Palm. Listen to this bowl. Y'all ready? The Pop-Tarts Bowl. Are you kidding me? Pop-Tarts Bowl? What do you get? You win that, everybody gets a lifetime supply of stinking Pop-Tarts? I never liked Pop-Tarts. You like Pop-Tarts? Only if they're warm. Even warm. (laughs) (laughs) That's just what I said. I mean, it means I don't like Pop-Tarts. It's a free free America still. We can choose uh, buy them and eat them or not. <laughs> Pop tart bowl, please. All right, stay with us. We're here live and talking sports. One hundred six point one ESPN. I'm Big Al and Alan on the other side of the glass. Stay with us. Follow us on X and Instagram at ESPN Richmond, and find us on Facebook by searching ESPN Richmond. Don't miss a thing from your home for sports in Richmond. One hundred six one ESPN. Traffic reports on 